your normal uh, hostess, uh, moderator, whatever someone wrote for, is off driving cars <laughs> cool in, uh, in, in Seattle. And uh, so uh, I'm Christina Warren, Senior Developer Advocate at GitHub, joined as always by Brianna Wu, Executive Director of Rebellion Pack. Did I get that right? You did. I did. You did. And I, also, number two Princess Peach speedrunner in the world. Number, Very important. Then, okay, that's actually more important, frankly. Number two Princess yeah. Peach speedrunner in the world, Brianna Wu, as well as Executive Director of Rebellion Pack. Um, uh, and I'm doing all of this without even looking at the uh, the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> so take that, Simone. I know everyone's job without even looking. Um, I, I think I think I got my my title right. Um, this is uh, this is Rocket. We are going to be talking about uh, the Apple event, obviously, um, and we're also going to be talking a little bit very briefly about the drama happening at Unity. We are also going to uh, talk about for dessert a really great article in Bloomberg about the fall of FaZe Clan and kind of the need to cover uh, kind of like, I think, influencer subculture stuff. And then for our Rocket Boosters, the Boosties, you're going to want to tune into this. This is a good one because I think that we might have to come up with a new job for, well, not, I I think like someone's (laughs) going to have to start saying a new job for me because USA Today Network is hiring a Taylor Swift reporter. That's right. Dedicated Taylor Swift reporter. And uh, I mean, you guys, I think that I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to apply. Um, Before we get into it, this episode is brought to you by ExpressVPN and HelloFresh. So thank you to both of those, as well as always our boosties where you can, uh, for uh, $5 a month, you can get our bonus segment this month is this week it's going to be the the Taylor Swift job offer we've also talked at extended interviews with guests we've talked about other um things i think uh last week we talked about Simone's uh, uh escapades into driving uh performance driving Bree was able to give her some tips um it's a good time so also, you know, just you get to be our friend. Yeah. Like if I <laughs> if I ever see you at an event, you're like I'm a boostie. Like we're automatically besties. So okay, that's, there that, it that's is. absolutely true. Because we do have a thing yeah. where I, I will say, like our we in general have a rule, like rocket rule. Like if, if we, you run into one of us in public, like drinks are on us. That is a known thing. Yeah. But yeah, we will have a a you know we have like a better thing, which is like our boosties. Like a like more drinks than us. And as Bree said, like, you're also like our bestie. So boosties, besties, yeah. it's yeah. a good time. Um, and, uh, it, it helps, uh, in these lean, um, uh, ad, uh, ad winter times, it helps us keep doing the show the way that we want to do it. So we appreciate all of that. So before we start, can I just tell you a little bit about what Tim Pool was like? Yes. Because it was a really weird experience. I mean, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. All right. So so for, for listeners who might be tuning in, last week, Brianna Wu went to Virginia, West Virginia. I don't even know where, where yeah, he lives. Virginia. In Virginia. Yep. Um, to, uh, to go on the, 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 the Tim cast uh, <laughs> for, uh, because, because she is uh, a good person and also, I think a little bit of, uh, I, I think you hate yourself. Masochist, I was going to say, that was the yeah. word I was looking for. You're yeah. a little bit of a masochist. So tell me real yeah. quick, like, what was what was that experience like? So I don't think I, like, did a home run, uh, but I also think I did really well. You know, Tim uh, repeatedly goes on Twitter and advocates for civil war, civil war, civil war, civil war, thinks that, you know, the Biden administration is uh, engaged in uh, political prosecution of things like January 6th. And, you know, uh, it's normally a two-hour show. We went for four hours, (laughs) and there was another guest there on the show with us, and hand to God, Tim just ignored him the whole time. 
time he said literally three words. It was just Tim and I going after each other for four hours. <laughs> so uh, it was a really rousing uh, thing and very, very respectful. I, you know, Christina, I'm really embarrassed to say that I walked away from the thing and I, I think I like Tim Pool and I'm so embarrassed by it. <laughs> like after it was over, I went down with this whole team and we played a load of poker together and I lost $50 in poker to Tim Pool. He's really good. So uh, I actually really enjoyed it. Okay, cool. Cool. Well, yeah. well, um, well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Um, I, I it, it <laughs> seems like I saw some stuff on on Twitter, but I, I didn't have a chance to to tune in. Um, we'll have a link for that though. Um, in in the show notes, if people want to check that out, it is four hours. So this is maybe a background <laughs> thing, you know, while you do something else. Yeah. Um, I mean, look, I, 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 I'm going to be honest with you. I'm still trying to watch like the the latest episode of like the of the um uh cat and uh. Sam saga, uh, Sam and Cat saga, which is part of like the iCarly universe videos that that Quentin reviews has made. Like his newest one is six and a half hours long. That's really daunting. And uh, so uh, maybe when I finish that, I'll I'll get on. Yeah, yeah. Just I mean, maybe watch Ahsoka before then too. Just uh, you fair know, enough. Make a make a list of priorities. Okay, okay, fair enough. Okay, uh, Ahsoka, um, uh, uh, the iCarly video, and uh, uh, the the Tim cast sounds good. Um, <laughs> all right, so let's uh, let's, let's we, we've uh, we've had a lot of um, preamble here. Let's get into the events. So this week was the Apple event. Uh, Wonderstruck, no, Wonderlust. Sorry. Wonderstruck. Wonderlust. Wonderstruck is is the Taylor Swift perfume. Uh, Wonderlust is is the name of this event. So, uh, what what were your so uh, as as expected we saw a new Apple Watch, uh, Apple Watch Ultra two, and then of course the iPhone fifteen, the iPhone fifteen Pro Max, the um, advent of USB C. Um, a- Apple finally had a has invented USB C on phones. Um, no one else has had this at all. This is the very first time we've ever seen a USB C port on um, a cellular phone. Brianna Wu, what were your big uh, takeaways? Also, that was sarcasm, uh, audience. That was sarcasm. So, so uh, just getting really real with you, I think the thing we say every iPhone year it comes out is like we want bolder colors for the Pro line. Uh, and this year, Apple very deliberately said F you to everyone on Rocket and put out four nearly identical colors of the iPhone. It's like titanium, light titanium, dark titanium, like all these very subtle uh, uh, shade changes of it. Very disappointed in that. Yes. I want an iPhone Pro with some colors. No, I mean, uh, look, yeah. yeah, I was going to say, like, I felt in many ways, like, I felt like this was, this this event was sort of an affront to me personally, because yeah. not only did we get a pink iPhone, but it was, which is great, but, but, but it's, it, but it's an iPhone that I will not buy because it is the right. normal iPhone. And then we got a pink Apple watch. Great. But it is the aluminum one, which is not right. the one that I buy. So I felt like this whole thing was just sort of like, like Tim, Tim Cook, Cook is trolling you. Tim, yeah. Tim, Tim, Tim Cook is trolling me. Um, and uh, actually, you know, maybe I think that's that this is the contender for episode title. Tim Cook is trolling you. Uh, so that I did. I, I felt I felt trolled. I felt like personally affronted. And honestly, I have to say, like what the what the actual hell, Apple? Because those of us who who continue to buy the pro models, we are the ones who usually buy the phones every year. Um, right. and, and we're the ones who, who continue to give you all the money for all the things. And yet 
you you hate us. You're like, no, but you're not allowed to have fun. You can't have the pretty like colored IMAX. You can't have like the the cool colored laptops. Like we're we're going to make you be boring. Like what? No, I don't like this. I, I don't either. And I think what really gets me is I'm not really a pink kind of girl, but I really, really, really love this color pink yeah. on the base phone. It is, it's not a Barbie pink. It's a very subtle pink. Yeah, it's a nice pink. It's 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 like yeah. it's a millennial pink, is what we would call it. Um, you know, yeah. it, it it it's a very good pink. It's it's like I love it. Yeah. So very disappointing. Okay, so let's let's go through. Uh, I think we all agree the colors kind of suck. Um, are are you going to upgrade? By the way, I um, am. I am because yeah. the USB C thing. It, it here's the thing. Honestly, the transfer speed that you will get from just being able to have a newer connector if you buy one mm-hmm. of the super expensive cables is a big enough deal for me. Um, I mentioned this uh, on a previous episode that when I do video stuff, when I use my iPhone for video recording. It is awful to have to transfer those video um, files to, you know, um, a computer. And this is, I I do enough remote shooting that I use my iPhone for that because it's frankly easier than than carrying my camera, even though my camera is better. So yeah, like that, that I think alone is probably going to be what gets me to upgrade. Yeah, I'm going to do it too. Um, the the one really big complaint I have with, because uh, I carry in my purse, a um, it's a Canon uh, a 6, uh, um, basically it's the, the mirrorless version, the, the Mark II mm-hmm. uh, 6R. Uh, great camera, and I've got the really, 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 really good lens, one of the best ever made, the 85mm 1.2F uh, USM lens, uh, which is insanely heavy. And, um, you know, one of the, the things that makes it uh, better than an iPhone camera is the the depth of field, right? right. Um, so if you have a low f-stop on a lens, you can de- generally do a bokeh effect, uh, which is really good for portrait photography. One of the features this particular camera has is uh, it has depth sensors built in there from the Apple Vision Pro, which is coming out uh, to basically take pictures of static uh, of scenes and kind of get depth information mm-hmm. and then blur it after the fact. Uh, I'm extremely interested in this. Uh, so I'm going to get this, uh, see how it works. And yeah, just frankly, Christina, um, I do 95% of my job on my phone anyway, which is discord calls, you know, text messages, email, all of that. So for me, like upgrading every single year, um, it's just, it's not a crazy thing to do just cause that's where I spend all my life. So, uh, yeah, I'm definitely all in on it. Cool. Cool. Um, so, um, uh, I guess we should go over like what, what the big phones are. So there's the iPhone 15 and the 15 plus. There's also the iPhone Pro and Pro Max. Um, as in past years, uh, I guess actually the last two years, what they're doing is is the iPhone 15 is using last year's flagship phone chip. So like the the uh, the the A16 or A15 chip, I guess. And um, uh, the the um, uh, iPhone uh, 15 uh, Pro and Pro Max are using the new A16 chip. Um, they uh, the 15 is in. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna TLDR this because I think that this is accurate. The new iPhone 15 is basically last year's iPhone 14 Pro with better colors and USB C. 
Yeah. I mean, I, I pretty much agree. Yeah. With that. I mean, I mean, like there, there are some minor camera differences uh, because of, of the, the way it has, you know, uh, I think two cameras on the back instead of three, but the, the camera upgrades are actually still very similar to what last year's are. So if you have like an iPhone 14 Pro, you do not want to get an iPhone 15 um, unless you just really want to get USB C in a new color because it's essentially going to be the same phone. Um, but uh, yeah. So um, and then, then when we come to the 15 Pro and the 15 Pro Max, these are made of titanium, um, which uh, is why the colors are muted. As Marie said, there's a blue, there's a natural titanium, there's a white and a black, but they all look the same. Like maybe I'm colorblind, but I'm looking at like the the website. And I'm like, I, I cannot tell much of a difference between a lot of these colors, except that, you know, they're not they're not colors uh, that I would ideally want for my phone, but but they are titanium. Um, so that's a thing. Um, and, uh, USB-C is, is on, um, all of these, uh, devices and, um, uh, new cameras all around. Um, so how do you feel about this move to USB-C? I mean, I don't feel as strongly about hating lightning as a lot of people do. Like I've seen memes out there, like, uh, do you know the meme of the Grim Reaper yes. taking something away? It's like, was I good? And then it goes, no. <laughs> Right. right. I don't feel that strongly about lightning because I remember the stupid 30 pin connector, totally. which is the period worst period connector in all of Apple history. Terrible, disastrous. Like someone needs to go to prison for that. Well, okay. I didn't hate the 30 pin. Like a 30 pin, it was big, but like I, what was your beef with it? Cause I honestly never it, had a problem. It failed with it. all the time. Oh, okay. It, it, it collected dust a time. I never uh, had a problem really with it. Wide connector. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. I did. Okay. Uh, gotcha. Hate that connection. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, look. I don't hate lightning. I think that lightning. I mean, as as I've said repeatedly on this show, like lightning is why we have USB C, and that's actually right. like, that's not even a joke. Like literally, some of the stuff that they learned on lightning is part of the reason why Apple helped develop USB C. And so, there's a part of me that looks at the EU laws that have kind of forced Apple's hand on this. That is yeah. a little bit annoyed. I'm like, okay, we all have to have this connector. But the connector type doesn't really mean much of anything. It's like, great, the port is the same, but what about the tech behind it? Um, uh, Intel, incidentally, this is just an aside, announced Thunderbolt 5 this week, which is even faster. But this is the thing that pisses me off about USB-C. With Lightning, at least you have one cable, right? You know it's going to work at one speed. Now, it's going to be a slow-ass speed. It's not going to be a great speed for transferring data. Now, could they have change that i'm sure they could have but but they didn't but but it, it was at least you know one one speed um you you could get um depending on what power bracket you had you could have uh different uh speed charging but uh you know it's, it's one cable USB-C. there are a million different cable types and this is n- nowhere more clear than apple's own freaking website because the $20 cable, which is, uh, which is like the, the, the basic one, will charge your phone at 60 watts um, of power. Cool. That's um, uh, 20 bucks. The $40 cable, which is twice as long, will charge your mm. phone at 240 watts. Now, that's insane to me, first of all, because I don't know who needs to charge their phone at 240 watts. That's like a lot of power. Here's the thing. Both of those will only have data transfer speeds at USB 2 speeds. So, okay, my $40 cable is still going to be no faster than my Lightning cable that I I got, you know, previously. If I want to transfer um, those speeds super fast, I'm going to have to get a 
uh, Thunderbolt 4 cable from Apple or a faster data transfer speed. Like you can get like a USB 3.2 um, uh, transfer speed. I'm assuming that'll work with the iPhone. I don't know. We'll have to wait to, to see how that breakdown works, but I assume that will work. That is $70. So, yeah. uh, which, which to be clear, $70 on top of, you know, the, the $1,500 or whatever you're spending on your phone. So these are three different ca- data transfer speeds for a cable that all has the same connector. Like, I, I'm sorry, how is this? This is not any like less complicated than like lightning. I don't know. Yeah, no, I'm a hundred percent there with you. Um, and I, yeah, I also agree with you. I think, uh, in general, you and I have a different approach to regulation. I do agree with your assessment that the EU was kind of speaking out of turn on, on this particular one. So, um, I, I am looking forward to, you know, just to be honest, you know, going on a trip and only being able to carry USB-C with me now, oh, right? I, because 1, my MacBook... MacBook uses it. My iPad Pro uses it. My camera uses it. You know, my uh, my uh, remarkable notebook uses mm-hmm. it. Um, you know, this this does like allow me to get by with one fewer thing, which I'm psyched about. Uh, but I think it's like I've also got to do stuff like uh, you know, I know this is the ultimate first world problem, but I have four cars, right? right. And I installed um, um, uh, CarPlay right. in three of them because it's after. So now I've got to go take apart the dash of my 997, my 1986G body, my 2000 Boxster, and like like put a new cable all through the car because Lightning's not going to connect. Yeah. That's going to be like a, a day-long mission. I mean, or you could get a dongle. I'm not going to do that. I mean, fair. I can't. I mean, fair. I'm just saying, like, depending on, like, how much of a pain in the ass it would be, like, I could actually see, like, in some cases, like, just getting a dongle. But no, I mean, you you bring up a great point. Like, I think that there is the ecosystem play. I think at this point, and and I'd said this, uh, I think, in the past, like, I did not think that the backlash on this change was going to be anything close to when they went from 30 pin to lightning. Like, people were mad about that. Like, people were mad about that on a level where I was like, I'm not trying to be an Apple apologist, but calm down a little bit. People were mad yeah. about that. This time you would think because we have so many more lightning cables we've accumulated that people will be madder. But as you said, so many of us have moved on to USB-C for other things that actually this is going to be, I think, a relief. And in fact, like one of the one of the nice things that they did actually do is that uh, for the AirPods Pro, um, that's soon going to be shipping with a USB-C case. Um, and, um, and that is, uh, great. That's, cr- that sucks for me because I literally bought air, uh, a second pair of AirPods, uh, um, pros, um, six weeks ago when mine were, I left them in a hotel, uh, and they were subsequently stolen. Um, and so, and I immediately had to replace them. So this is, this is Christina luck because <laughs> now I'm going to have to buy a third pair, which I don't want to do, but I, I, it's too annoying to have to, you know, swap the the different cable types. So I'm I'm excited about that. Um, and and as you said, like now it's like one less cable I have to carry around, which which is yeah. great. The only thing that I'm now gonna kind of be stuck with is uh, once I replace my AirPods, is my AirPods Max, which I I hate. I, I have such a love hate relationship with those headphones, but, but the thing that kills me about them the most is the fact that they are lightning because. Every other over-ear headphone that I've owned in the last, you know, six years has been USB-C, and these are Lightning, and, you know, that's going to be, like, one more thing that I have to kind of carry around. Do you want also 
me off about this. There are a bunch of reports that the uh, the Apple Vision Pro, which up until this point has worked with the version of AirPods that you and I have, right. uh, their reports have come out that it's locked and will not work unless you get the new AirPods, which are identical on the inside except for the case, um, right. which just seems crazy user hostile to me. Yeah, right? it does. Yeah, the, 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 I, I hadn't read the locked part, but what I did read is that they will allow you to do lossless audio with the Vision Pro if you have the USB-C ones, which again, I don't know how this is different if it's just the case. Like, I'm not sure. Like this, like, I, I, I don't know. They've also, they've, um, uh, yeah, they're going to support lossless audio when used with the Vision Pro headset, which, okay. Um, I, I, I don't know how that is possible. Like why the charging mechanism should make any difference unless they're, you know, also making clearly some sort of modification otherwise. Like I thought I was hopeful that I could just buy a new case and just use the old ones with it. But now I'm thinking maybe that won't give me all of those things. So I don't know. Um, regardless, I'm going to have to wind up getting new headphones. Um, so if anybody wants a pair of lightly used um, AirPods Pro 2s um, that are lightning supported, uh, let me know. Um, actually, most of the ear tips have never even been touched. So like I'll, yeah. if you want them, uh, let me know. Um Okay, so so basically, going back kind of uh, on on the phone stuff, um, the I think that what are your thoughts? I guess like kind of looking at I guess like the the iPhone fifteen, not looking at the Pro Max for a second. The iPhone fifteen, this it's going to ha- get the uh, um, the island. Um, so it it's you know um, again like seems very much like last year's iPhone fourteen Pro. Uh, that that's exactly it. There's there's really not that much to say here, right? It's last year's phone, uh, a little bit different. I mean, it, it's great. This is what most people should get. I think. Um, you know, I will say for me personally, uh, the third lens that there that is not there. Uh, I use that all the time for too. for Zoom stuff. Yeah. So. I do too. Yeah. So, but but I, but I, I do think I think because this is going to be the phone that more people buy than the the, the Pro and Pro Max. So. I, you know, I, I do think it, it's interesting. Simone is um, not happy about like the size increase uh, about this phone. Uh, she she commented on that in our group chat because the phone is is yep. a little bit bigger now, and Apple is really doing everything they can to get rid of the small phone. The Mini is dead. R.I.P. to the to the iPhone Mini. Um, all seven of you who liked it, who I know you all listen to the pod, thank you. Please let uh, give me feedback on Twitter. But all seven of you, um, your your thoughts have been heard, um, and uh, we'll take a moment of silence. That's enough. Um, that RIP, iPhone I Mini. Um, all right, we're going to talk about the Apple Watch in just a second, and we can talk more about the iPhone uh, Pro stuff too. But real quickly, I want to say that this episode of Rocket is brought to you by ExpressVPN. So... You guys already know about ExpressVPN. How could you not? We talk about it a lot. I've talked about them on the show. I've used them on the show. So um, one of the things that, you know, I use a VPN service for is to access content in different areas. And I'm going to, I'm going to be honest with you. It doesn't just have to be about like content that you have in the U S and that you want to access in other countries. Although that's a great way to do it. Cause some of the foreign Netflix has really good stuff, especially as all of the media consolidation is happening and all the, uh, you know, um, uh, media companies are, are struggling because they've been on strike for months and, um, you know, content deals are, are getting, uh, headier. It's a great way to potentially like find content in, in other regions using ExpressVPN because it's going to let you do that. But also let's just say, just, let's just imagine for a moment 
that you have a friend, let's call them uh, Jeremiah. And let's say that Jeremiah subscribes to YouTube TV. And let's say that Jeremiah has put you, put, uh, you, Christina, on their YouTube TV plan, which is a really, really nice thing to do. And uh, the thing with that is that the YouTube TV makes you sign in from like your uh, home location every 90 days. But you, Christina, do not live where Jeremiah lives. And so you have previously gone out of your way to um, uh, fake your um, location using um, web tools in Google Chrome to make it seem as if you are in the location where Jeremiah lives. Uh, but but YouTube is is catching on to that, and, and they're making that more and more difficult for that to work with YouTube TV. So what do you do? Well, ExpressVPN has thousands of servers in many, many cities all over the U.S., including the city where Jeremiah lives. And so if you're just in this hypothetical situation and your name is Christina, you might just log into ExpressVPN from one of those servers in the U.S. and then log into your YouTube TV account and have access to it unfettered for 90 more days. So that is that is just one example of how I personally, uh, theoretically, use uh, ExpressVPN. Um, but uh, uh, you can't just, you don't have to just do it for that. It's, it's in 90 different countries. So every time you have stuff that you need to watch, you can just fire up the app on your laptop, your smart TV, switch your country, hit connect, when you refresh the page, you're going to get a brand new selection of shows. It's that simple. Uh, as I said, it's not just for Netflix. You can use it for things like the BBC iPlayer, which I've definitely done before because the um, BBC iPlayer has some great stuff. And look, I would be very happy, BBC, to pay whatever your annual TV fee is. I would pay that. If you let me and I could access all of your shows, I would do that in a second. It's It would be cheaper frankly than a year of Netflix. But you don't let me do that. And BritBox doesn't have everything. So you know what? ExpressVPN to the rescue. So um, I, there is a reason why ExpressVPN is rated the number one uh, VPN by CNET, Wire, Tech Radar, countless others. I've been using them for a long time. I know that others have too. You can visit expressvpn.com slash rocket right now. You can get three extra months of the service for free. So you can, uh, you know, get your watch on or do other things. That is expressvpn.com. Dot com. That is E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash rocket, expressvpn.com slash rocket to learn more. Our thanks to ExpressVPN for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. Exciting. Uh, so let's talk about the Apple Watch Ultra. Yes. Um, you know... <sighs> I, I'm so torn on this. I bought this uh, one of these for my husband as a gift, uh, just because primarily because he he's not an ultra marathoner or whatever, but he will not uh, charge his own Apple Watch ever. So I got that for him, and I have to say it is a really attractive masculine uh, watch. Yes. Uh, uh, you know, uh, I, I very rarely see dudes, like, compliment each other on stuff. But I've been out, and people have, like, noticed Frank's Apple Watch and, and complimented it. Uh, I don't know if you've had a chance to put one on, but it is stupidly large. No, I, like, I have. I have. And, and, and my wrists, which are, like, baby childlike yeah. wrists, um, yeah. I, I put a photo on Twitter last year when I, like, put one on, and, and it was laughable. Um, there were a number of people in the comments on that thread uh, who were like, oh, it looks pretty good. You could rock it. And I'm like, no, I, I don't think I can. Like the band, I'm, and I'm not even joking here, I don't think the bands would get small enough because the normal bands barely do in some cases. I, yep. and, and, that, and this is on the smaller Apple Watch, not even the larger one. 
I, I think that it would be genuinely a problem for me to keep it attached to my wrist, um, even if I like the big chunky size. But I agree. I think that if you have larger wrists and if you like that look, I actually, I agree with you. I think it's a pretty nice utilitarian um, kind of design. And so the the, the new one um, is, uh, you know, better. Uh, it, it, it's, it's ultra ear. Um, it starts at um, $7.99. Um, it's going to have, has a, a new neural engine, which is going to make it so that take a shout out, take a drink for Apple's take on ML, uh, and AI. Cause they, they like to not say those things, but, but when you hear neural engine, um, that's it, it's going to be apparently 29% more, uh, or excuse me, 25% more accurate. Um, and that's, uh, so this in, enables features like on device Siri processing. So you can access data from the health app, more precise location tracking, um, there's, uh, an upgraded display from the previous ultra model. So it's rated at 3000 nits. So that's 50% brighter than the last ultra got, which Apple says is the brightest display that the watch has ever had, uh, that an Apple watch has ever had. I'm sure that there are other watches out there brighter. Um, and Apple, this is the big one claiming it's going to get 72 hours, uh, to a charge when it's um, in low power mode. And so it can be used in scuba diving for as low as 40 meters, as well as in free diving, that's pretty badass, I have to say. Like, yeah. this is this is one of those things where, again, this is not a watch for me because it is too big. But if you're looking for a fitness-oriented watch, if you're, you know, a Garmin kind of compete sort of thing, or if you're someone with a large wrist, um, and you usually get the model of the watch that has the GPS and the, the Wi-Fi, or not the Wi-Fi, the cellular, the price on this is not that different than those models. And so you the ultra is definitely worth worth looking for um in that regard yeah. yeah i mean i'm torn on this yeah there's some uh women that can pull off like the the oversized stuff on them right. and it's really really cute you know um you know, for me i'm super skinny but i'm very tall so it's just not a good aesthetic for me um uh so i i, I kind of think that 95 percent of the people this is going to work for are going to be dudes right oh, 100 uh, that's the, the, i mean and that's cool um it's just kind of disappointing because i look at the core apple watch um i am the apple watches like core constituency I work out every single day. I use it to track sleep. I use the feature to uh, swap between nighttime watch and a daytime watch, uh, you know, just because it's easier and then I don't have downtime with charging. Um, it kind of feels like the core Apple Watch model has stagnated a little bit, right? Like blood oxygenation was going to be the really big feature that didn't really you know, turn out to be much. Cellular was going to be the big feature. That didn't really turn out to be much. Um, I mean, it looks like a great iterative thing, but the Apple Watch Ultra really seems to be where the sexiness is this time around. Yeah, I think that's true. And I think that was probably true last time as well. I mean, you know, again, yeah. it's bright, brighter display. I think, you know, they, they've improved um, the, the speed on, on the watch a lot. I think the problem with the Apple Watch is that the the core product is just really good. And so it makes it yeah. hard for people to upgrade every year. Like I'm going to be on record. I'm not upgrading from my Apple watch series eight, uh, to, to the series nine. I'm not doing it. Wow. Um, okay. uh, and, and I haven't, you know, so historically I would buy one every year just to use a fitness credit that I had through work, but now I can use that credit for more things than just like, you know, fitness devices or a gym membership. So, I don't have to, you know, spend like that amount of money on just that thing. And so if I'm honest, like I, I could probably still be using an Apple Watch 6 and be perfectly satisfied with the experience. So it's it's difficult, I think, for them to find reasons for people to upgrade to the new watches unless, to your point, 
you're doing something like, I think, what what the Ultra introduced. And even now, the Ultra and the Ultra 2, if you have the Ultra, I don't think you need the Ultra 2. I think that if you're looking at wanting to maybe go, um, especially if you already use the larger watch, if you're wanting to to do more with it and you're looking at some of the freediving stuff and you'd like some of these other features, the better battery life um, and and whatnot, that the Ultra you know, 2 is where you should look. But it's uh, I think that they're in a little bit of a hard position with the Apple Watch in that there's really no competition um, in the market for it. Like the other smartwatches are are uh, crappy in comparison. You know, it's it's honestly one of those things as the Fitbits and other things get phased out. If you want to be in this space, Apple is basically your your core ecosystem, unless you want a Garmin or something, because the the Android watch ecosystem is just uh, you know continues to be kind of a, a an ish show. Yet, to your point it's stagnated in terms of like, it's like, okay, well, what more do you want from this? Right. Like, I think that there are definitely more things we would like. Battery life. Yeah. I mean, I agree. I agree. But, but until we have nuclear batteries, which I think that's honestly going to be the only way that we can get like the battery life <laughs> we really want from these things. And I'm not even joking. Like I, I I'm a firm believer that we oh, should be using nuclear fat. Thinner? I, I still think this is, it's a, I mean, it's not ugly, but this is a fairly thick device, right? You're, um, no, you're, you're not wrong. But I mean, I yeah, think that those yeah. two things are kind of go against each other. You want better battery life, but you also want it thinner. I, you know, that's, yeah. that, that's hard. That's, that's hard to do. So there's only so much I think you can do in, in the amount of space. But yeah, I would definitely like to see a, a much bigger overhaul of the Apple Watch. One thing they spent a lot of time on, they spent half an hour on the watch, like almost 40 minutes on the watch. And the bulk of it was talking about the new bands and the fact that they are now like so carbon neutral, they're getting rid of uh, the carbon neutrality thing. I, um, I'm going to go on record. I do not care. I, I, I could not care less about how carbon neutral my watch is. You can at me and say that I, that I'm, I'm Christina hates the environment. You, fine. Um, I, I don't, but I'm I also typing I, it right now. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please, yeah, please, 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 please tweet that out there. Christina hates the environment. Christina no. is terrible. Yeah. Um, no, I just, I, I don't care. Like that to me is not a big selling feature about how carbon neutral my watch is. You know what's also carbon neutral about my watch? What if I kept the same one for like 50 years, like a Rolex? Yeah. I mean, that's pretty freaking yeah. carbon neutral. I'm just just saying. Um, but they also spend a lot of time talking about the new bands and the fact that they've convinced Hermes to not sell leather bands anymore. So what the hell, well, or for the Apple Watch anyway, like, so why am I buying an Hermes band if it's not leather? I'm sorry. Like, yeah. I, that's that, that's some BS. Um, so they, they this is what I don't understand. Like for a carbon neutrality, look, we can have a different discussion about should we consume as much meat as we do. I don't right. think we should. I eat Beyond Burgers literally every time it's offered to me. I think it's a great choice. I definitely think we need to consume less meat. It's a choice I make myself. That said, as long as we are eating meat, it's right. not like we don't get a ton of leather while we're doing right. that. So I personally don't understand the argument saying this is environmentally friendly. Like I understand some of the things they use for tanning and all of that have an environmental impact, but so does all this like refining products that are ultimately plastic. So right. well, the, um, I, I just flat out don't understand. No, I, I totally agree with you. And I think that a lot of it, like I would call it greenwashing. I would call did, like, what did you think of like the, the five minute commercial um, with, with mother nature the, the interlude of talking about how, how, how great Apple is, is doing at, at getting okay, environmentally well, now, friendly. Now people are going to at me and tell me I'm a bad person. I thought it was ultra cringe uh, and same. I'm sitting there like literally wincing and going, who the F approved this? 
it is, it, it was like those awkward, uh, like, do you remember when you did driver's ed or maybe you didn't and you're watching like the I did videos driver's from ed, the fifties. Totally. Yeah, yes. Uh, about, Oh, and then he drove too fast and he died. Like it was that level acting in my view. Yeah. No, look, I love Octavia Spencer, but, but that also seemed like a, a weird, I, I don't know. I mean, I love her. I'm glad she got paid. As you said, some of the acting was super stilted, you know, from some of the execs. Um, and obviously, most of the people in it were actors. But the whole thing, I was just like, I appreciate what they're trying to do. And I appreciate that Apple is is trying to be more carbon neutral and whatnot. I also felt a little bit congratulatory. It felt it, it was way too long. And I'm just going to be honest, like, I was like, this, why are you, why are you sucking up my keynote time with this? Like, I don't, I don't care. Um, I, I, I'm just going to be that, that person. Like, I don't care. I, I also, yeah. to, just to go back to a little bit more about like talking about the, the new watch, um, band types, you know, they spend a lot of time talking about these new materials and people, some people seem really excited about it, but to your point, like we're talking about plastic. I, I, I just, I can't get excited by that. And I feel like with premium products, like at least not saying that it was the best quality leather because it wasn't, but at least some of the, like the leather bands on the Apple Watch, because it, and they weren't the best quality because I know this because I would wear them out after a year of you know wearing like the um, the um, modern buckler or whatnot. But at least you know I felt like okay if I'm spending two hundred dollars or, or more on this band, I'm getting some value out of it. I don't buy plastic shoes. This is why I will never wear Crocs, no matter how no. like cool they are. I'm not. I don't like the idea of wearing a plastic you know, like faux leather band around my wrist, unless I'm, I'm trying to, you know, have a sport band. I don't know. I'm just, I'm not into it. Yeah. I think that's well said. Okay. Um, so that's, that's, that's the Apple watch stuff. Um, what, let me, uh, we're going to go to our next sponsor and then we'll come back for maybe final thoughts on the, on the app, Apple watch ultra. This episode of Rocket is brought to you by HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. So you can skip the grocery store and you can count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. And this is why it is America's number one meal kit. All right, Bree, you have um, uh, used HelloFresh, right? Yeah, I, right. I use it all the time. All right. I just got a big box of six meals yesterday. I love it. All right, tell, tell, tell me about this. How, how does HelloFresh help save you time? Oh my God, it's great because I've not been to the grocery store to buy stuff in years. Like, I just don't do it. Like, I'll place an order to Amazon every once in a while for like, you know, stuff like yogurt and things I need around the house. But, uh, you know, just everything I cook, I'm not like walking around the grocery store trying to go, oh, I need to find cumin. Oh, they don't have this particular meat. What substitutes can I make? You still have to do any of that. Uh, it comes to your door. It's in a brown paper bag uh, with some of the great, like quality meats and it's just all 100% prepared for you. It's absolutely wonderful. Um, what are some of your favorite recipes? Uh, the uh, barramundi is a type of fish I did not know before I started doing HelloFresh. And I love this because uh, you can make this uh, a really great uh, glaze that goes on top of it with olive oil and it's very heavy in cumin and spices. Um, and you put it over this fish with uh, like this gorgeous uh, uh, spicy coating on it that blackens it. And it only has like 550 calories. It is amazing. I, I love HelloFresh. 
Uh, if you're serious about kind of like, you know, I'm getting older, so I have to kind of watch what I eat. Sure. It's amazing because you can like look at like before you cook it and figure, okay, well, this day I'm going to go a little crazy. I'm mm-hmm. going to have a burger and with 1,100 calories. And this day I'm going to go a little lighter. Like you can really plan all that stuff out. I love it. I love it. And because we are in a new season, it is fall. HelloFresh has yes. a fresh fall lineup of delicious dinners and more that you can choose from. You can take your pick from 40 weekly recipes that suit your lifestyle, from veggie to family-friendly to fit and wholesome. Um, you can get the Barramonde, as as uh, Brie was saying, um, a bunch of different options. They also have more than just dinners, so you can stock up your fridge with easy breakfasts, quick lunches, and fresh snacks. So you can just shop the HelloFresh market, and you can add on any of those tasty, time-saving solutions. Have you tried in any of the add-ons by chance? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's great. Uh, the soup is really, really good. Uh, sometimes, like, uh, when I'm having people over, you can throw in an add-on for, uh, for like, a dessert to have, nice. which is really great. You can get a charcuterie plate sometimes. I mean, it's just, it's absolutely wonderful. I love it. I love it, too. All right. So, you can go to HelloFresh.com slash 50Rocket and use 50Rocket for 50% off plus... 15% off the next two months. So you're going to get 50% off your order and 15% off for the next two months. So this is all lowercase letters. HelloFresh, H-E-L-L-O-F-R-E-S-H.com slash 50rocket and use the code 50rocket to get 50% off plus 15% off for the next two months. Uh, HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Our thanks to HelloFresh for their support of this show and Relay FM. Yeah, I really, I really genuinely love them. They're, um, I've, we, we, they sponsored us one time like three years ago and just have used them ever since. They are wonderful. Awesome. Yeah. No, I, I, um, I've used them before and I don't like, I don't cook, but, uh, I, I have used, uh, whatever their, um, other services at the, the pre, the pre-made meals, which was great, um, uh, a factor, but, uh, but, um, when I, did try the meal kits. I will say I really enjoyed HelloFresh. So uh, uh, great stuff there. All right. Final thoughts, I guess, kind of like on um, the uh, the iPhone 15. Are you going to get the Pro with Pro Max? Are you are you up Pro Max? Uh, I'm just I picked a random color uh, for it. I don't even remember which one. Uh, so um, yeah, I'm not super proud of it, but that's what I'm going with. I'm going to get another pair of AirPods while I'm at it. Yep. I run my air. Uh, I run my phone naked. Uh, um, and just my final thought is, I was really really hoping they would announce an updated iPad. Pro. Pro. Uh, I've had mine since I believe 2017. Mm-hmm. It's really old at this point. Um, is it 2017? More like 2019? Yeah, like it's, well, it's think, a really old device. Yeah, I was going to say yeah because yeah, 2018 was when they redid when they did the 11 inch and and the 12.9 inch, and then they refreshed those in 2020 and 2022 or 2021 2022. So like I have the M2 um, iPad Pro uh, that came out oh. last year. Uh, but it's but it, but it's but but, it, but it's the same design as as the one that you have now. There are some rumors they might redesign that. I think that event might be coming later this fall. Um, I hope. I so. hope so too. I hope so. I mean, my the, the thing is when my, my iPad is old enough that the battery just barely lasts yep. anymore, just because I've used it totally. that much. Uh, there are also some rumors that they're coming out with a, a truly all aluminum um, aluminum. Uh, a keyboard magic keyboard yep. case, which I'm really hoping we can get. So, uh, 
Yeah, it, it was a fine event. Uh, I found this about what I expected. Uh, also, just a little disappointed that we are not uh, updating the design of the iPhone really anymore. Uh, it seems like Apple has kind of lost interest in that. Yeah, I'm an OG enough to remember when it was a new design every year, then it was every other year, then it was every three years, and now it just it feels like it never, ever changes. Yeah, I mean, the, the titanium um, uh, you know, material change... Do not care. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I kind of don't... I Either, but but although I also tend to carry my phone naked for the most part, so I think it's supposed to be lighter. I don't know. Um, we'll see. I am pre-ordering on Friday. Uh, I think I'm going to go back to the Apple Upgrade program. Um, last year, I just bought it outright because that was necessary for um, uh, like uh, getting um, credit from work reasons because I got like a, a certain amount of a phone credit to use. This year, I'm going to have to look through my my system and see like what the best way to use my money is, but, um, uh, I'm probably going to go back on the Apple upgrade program. I will say to anybody who's interested in getting an iPhone 15 or the 15 pro look at the carrier deals because those have massive trade-ins. And if you're upgrading your phone, especially like every like two or three years, they will give you even for an old phone. Like we're talking about all the way back to like an iPhone 11, they'll give you like $800, sometimes up to a thousand dollars for those phones to trade in last year. Grant, we were not going to get grant a phone at all. Um, he was going to continue to use the 10s Max that I bequeathed him, and um, the 12 Pro that I had was going to be relegated to my to my secondary device um, as to, to use it as a camera um, uh, or a webcam or whatever because uh, the uh, camera on my $1,600 studio display is garbage. Thank you, Apple. Um, and we wound up getting so much money from trading that 10s Max in that it like it was essentially almost free for him to get the iPhone 15 wow. the iPhone 14 plus. So I'm I'm telling you the best carrier deals especially if you don't have to upgrade every year if you're one of those people who's more like Simone and and I say frankly like like most people at this point most people are not like Bree and I who upgrade almost every year um uh, because you don't need to to be honest. Uh, look at those carrier deals because the, what Apple's going to give you for trade in is not great but what the carriers give you is even for really old phones. So that that's my advice on that because those deals are really solid. And um, I, I can't stress that enough. Like, again, like I think we paid a hundred bucks for Grant's new phone and that was trading in like a four-year-old device. And I think, again, going all the way back to like the Apple, um, uh, the iPhone 11, you're able to trade in and get really good deals on. So that's that's uh, my um, space, space on that. Um Real quickly, because we've got a lot of stuff we kind of want to get into. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Let's, uh, let's let's shift topics a little bit from the Apple event and talk about Unity. Unity, which is of course the company behind Unity Technologies, the company behind the Unity Gaming Engine, which is one of the most popular gaming engines in the world. Um, Unreal Engine is is the big daddy. That's one Bree has a lot of experience with. But Unity has been used in a lot of mobile games, but also console games too. Um, and and they've been kind of a competitor uh, of sorts to Unreal, although you know maybe not a, a, as high end. And they've been used by a lot of um, uh, free to play apps uh, in part because of their um, uh, past kind of licensing and pricing system um, of, of how how they would make money on, on their license. They are changing that, uh, and and the the users the the developers are understandably not happy. So Unity last year, I think it was, we talked about it on the show. They merged with a company called Iron Source, and yeah. and that it seemed like it was a much more, more of a bigger kind of like ad tech type of thing, which at the time I believe I expressed concern over, and now I feel like 
that was um like warranted because they are basically now going to be charging developers per download once you hit a certain number of downloads for your your games. Yeah. What do you think about I this? Mean, uh, well, we need to go quickly. Yes. Uh, but I would just say it seems very, very user hostile. You know, it feels like a lot of companies in the space, if you look at what's happening with Embracer, uh, they tried to grow, 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 grow. And then they look at growth and the economy slows down. They're going, oh, S, uh, what are we going to do from right. here? This is what feels like is happening with Unity, that some brain dead uh, executive behind the scenes is going, hey, I've got a great idea how to monetize all of this and don't really understand the indie game spirit of this. You know, traditionally, uh, Unity has been the uh, cheap, easy uh, alternative to paying for the full Unreal Engine. And now those uh, those uh, roles are very much switched. I know there are concerns about uh, what happens if people start pirating your game. Right. right? Uh, the process, as I understand it, uh, you know, a developer would have to then go to Unity and then uh, convince them that these uh, installs are illegal, right? Uh, or else they're going to be billed. So it just seems like a damn mess uh, top to bottom. Um, it seems very poorly communicated and seems very uh, evocative of the uh, the Dungeons and Dragons uh, uh, license uh, mess that was going on. Yeah, yeah, they've they've updated their blog to have a little more clarity. Like at first, they were even telling um, Stephen um, over at uh, Axios that redownloads would also be be counted against your quota. They, they've they've tracked back on that. Like, no, 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 redownloads won't count. And and uh, as you said, they, they've said that botnet and fraudulent downloads won't count. But to your point, you probably are going to have to work with them and prove that they've been uh, fraudulent. That's a massive problem, especially on some platforms where there are whole groups of people who will, you know, um, fraudulently download or, or b- try to botnet certain um, free-to-play games. So I, I don't know. I, I'm not, and um, they've also said that charity-related installs won't count as the install count. That's fine. But I, I just, I, I think that this, as you said, they're sort of switching uh, sides with, with um, you know, Unreal here. And I feel like Epic at least has been straightforward and honest about what they do from the get-go. And this feels like a real, you know, kind of slap in the face, I think, especially to people who've been loyal to Unity for a long time. So I don't know if this is going to wind up impacting regular consumers or not, um, we might see switch in, in game engines, and maybe this is even an opportunity for another, you know, game engine to to kind of come up and and take hold, especially on mobile. We'll see, but uh, we just did want to mention that uh, because yeah. that 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 drama was popping. All right, we're now going to get into our uh, dessert segment. So. This was an article that I read in a Bloomberg. I thought it was really good. Um, um, uh, um, Cecilia uh, wrote this, uh, uh, and this is um, about uh, FaZe Clan, who, Bree, you were not familiar with them. I was because I watched too much YouTube, and I remember too much of the uh, like the drama between Jake Paul and some of these FaZe Clanners like five years ago, uh, which was which was super exciting. But um, this article is called, you know, um, uh, FaZe Clan went from cool kids to penny stock. Now its CEO is out. And this is just kind of a long profile uh, about um, uh, basically FaZe Clan, which started off as a, a Call of Duty um, raid, uh, a, a kind of like a, um, a team of, of, of kids and, and content channels became a really big influencer network. They were claiming they were going to be doing a billion dollars in revenue, had signed a bunch of really, really big streamers to FaZe Clan. Uh, Tifu was with them for a while. You know, they had some really big people with them. 
and um, would uh, they went public using a, a SPAC, the the special um, uh, stock offering thing, the same way that the BuzzFeed went public. And that stock immediately dropped from, you know, I think it's high, like 20 bucks to now it's 18 cents or, or, or under. And um, the CEO is out. And uh, basically, this this whole kind of collapse of, of what's happened, uh, yeah, from $1 billion to almost worthless, FaZe Clan runs out of hype. Um, and uh, I, I thought this was a really interesting article. Um, but you wanted to talk about this kind of in terms of, I think, the importance of why people should be, uh, why we should have more reporting on, on, on subcultures and, and on, on these sorts of internet things. So I wanted to give you a chance to, to comment on that. Well, I, I have to tell you, Christine, I read the, I read the Bloomberg piece and, uh, I know the subtext of it. It's like, Oh, look at these rich opulent gamers that, you know, are, are doing $60,000 a month on property and, and really trying to go big. I I read this very differently, where it's like if you're trying to market yourself as a hype house, um, you know, or or being a winner in this space, I actually see a really really ambitious like a uh, uh, a business sense going on here. Oh no, like, I agree. Uh, Adam Newman and uh, you know WeWork, he wasn't wrong trying to like get all this real estate and scale very quickly. It didn't work out for him, but it's not like there's no logic there whatsoever. So I don't know. I'm reading this and I see how it crashed. Uh, and I obviously have empathy for that, but I don't think, uh, like there's a quote in the piece that says, we're not trying to, you know, we were trying to build a mythology. Right. And that makes a lot of sense to no, me. No, and I totally agree. And I remember when they went public, I actually thought at the time I was kind of hopeful. Um, I thought the SPAC was a bad idea because SPACs in general are a bad idea. But um, I, I was actually hopeful about what they were trying to do in the creator space because I, I agree with you. I think that the ambition is really good and I, and I don't have a problem with them spending the money that they spend on anything and even selling the lifestyle they sell. What was interesting to me, though, was just how poorly run the business was. And I think also, and this was a, kind of a, a broader point, um, I, I guess because I follow the story more closely, I'm more aware of this. It's it's not as explicitly stated in the piece, but a lot of the the you know people who were the face of FaZe and who were really responsible for building out the brand were sidelined kind of during this this grow up process as as the company tried to become more, you know, uh, so-called legit, which wound up turning off the very audience, you know, that had been responsible for its growth. And and I think that um, that, that I think that is kind of a cautionary tale, which is when you have something like this that is especially so personality driven and we have like a very specific culture and brand around um what your company is, you have to be very careful about how that grows. Yes, hyper growth is is one of the things you need to do, and 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 obviously that's what they were, uh, you know, chasing. But if you do that the wrong way, that can backfire. And uh, that that's you've seen a lot of members of Phase, you know, people who have a financial stake. Uh, granted, it's not worth a whole lot right now in the company who've been speaking out against them for months and have felt like their company was kind of taken away from them. Um, yeah. I, I don't have a lot of sympathy for that because you signed the paperwork, you let these people come in, like you literally did this. So no one took anything from you. You gave it away if, if that's what happened. But I do have sympathy for seeing something you've built, you know, plummet in valuation and, and, and have, you know, kind of these olds sort of coming in and potentially changing this thing that you built, um, which, which is, which is a shame, but yeah. I, I thought it was an interesting piece. 
Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, not a bad business model. I also think, just frankly, like the first-person shooter, like Call of Duty kind of bro culture is just kind of on the the down that's true. in the game industry as well. No, for for sure. And that's actually one of the interesting things that um, uh, some people who were previously involved with, with FaZe have created their own um, influencer, you know, kind of gaming network. And that was actually one of the things that they, you know, kind of commented on was that they didn't think that um, there was enough diversity um, in um, FaZe Clan. And in fact, there was the big brouhaha earlier this year when FaZe hired like a, a female gamer uh, to, to join FaZe Clan. And she's like this, this cute, like blonde girl and um, is immediately uh, dissed by some of the previous, some, some of the existing members and some of the founders. And one of the guys like kind of gets into a thing with her and and it, you know, recorded some stuff. It became big drama, but she was attacked like a lot online. I, I don't know if she's still with FaZe or if she left or not, but like just seeing the the response to that, you kind of understand why they might have a hard time recruiting more diverse people. Uh, but, yeah. but also to your point, like that kind of bro you know, um, you know, uh, Fortnite, Call of Duty culture does seem to be on the wane, but influencer culture certainly isn't. And I think that it, it's a shame because this, they would, they, they had an opportunity, I think, to, to make this something that could have transcended that and been a real lifestyle brand. But um, unfortunately that, that does not appear to be, what will be the case, especially with what the stock is now? Hundred um, percent. Yeah. Do you have any other broader thoughts just on like uh, how how these things are covered in culture and, and in reporting? Well, I just I think that um, you know obviously this matters. I mean, a lot of my work this cycle is to bring um, to basically get uh, political forces to understand that uh, you know it's not just CNN that has uh, value in how people see the culture. It's also gaming streamers. You know, it's makeup streamers. It's all these subcultures. It's 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 book like book TikTok even right. right. Like all these audiences have a ton of value. I think it's really unfortunate that the only uh, kind of capitalist en- entities that seem to understand this are selling you know, crappy energy drinks, right? So I, I think there's a, a, a lot of broader power there. And I think it's, um, you know, one of my jobs, this cycle is just to professionalize the space and get people to take it more seriously. Yeah, no, I, I think that's right. Um, and I'm glad that you're doing that because I think that people who are, you know, kind of sleeping on this stuff and not taking it seriously, you're doing that at their own peril because these are going to be the the, the big things in the future. And um, uh, this is how the next generation is, is you know, getting a lot of their information um, and, um, you know, the people that they're looking up to, the more traditional, you know, kind of models of what we've had as quote unquote celebrities has, has changed and uh, even in, in a generation. So um, I, yeah, I think you're right. We need to take that seriously. All right. Um, uh, also, just a, just a quick programming note. We did not talk about the Elon Musk book this week uh, by Walter Isaacson, uh, who I think is a hack, uh, but we will be talking about that in the future uh, when we've had a chance to read it. Probably going to be next yeah, week. Yeah, pro- probably next week. Um, but, but just wanted to note that because that was big news. And and I um, people have been you know going off of me on Twitter about that a little bit, about my comments that I think he's a hack. I stand by it. Um, so uh, it, it, listen to future episodes if, if you want to hear our, our, our thoughts on that. Um, all right. So um, we're, uh, we're going to do our booster segment um, after this. Uh, so just a reminder, uh, if you want to join Rocket Booster, you can go to uh, relay.fm uh, slash membership and you can join for $5 a month. You can become a Rocket Booster. 
Basically, that means that you get an ad-free show and you get a bonus segment every single week uh, where me, Simone, and Bree talk about something fun of our choice. It's like a second helping of dessert. This week, we're going to be talking about uh, the very real, uh, very bizarre uh, Taylor Swift job offer of an actual Taylor Swift reporter that that Gannett is hiring for. Um, and but in past weeks, we've talked about things, like I said, about a Brie building out a new computer, um, Simone doing performance uh, racing, um, various uh, uh, other uh, sundry internet dramas. So uh, uh, please, uh, please be a booster. If, if you like our show, we definitely love you all, but we love our boosties the most. All right, Brie, what are you doing this week? Can't talk about it, but I was talking to you about it before the show, and I think you probably agree with me, Christina. Pretty cool stuff. Very cool stuff. Yeah, Bree's got a lot of good stuff going on. She's trying to help, um, you know, get a uh, wrangle the, the the new wave of voters in um, for for the next cycle, which is fantastic. I think there's going to be some very interesting stories coming out in the next two weeks. I can't wait to talk about. Fantastic. Uh, I do also just want to give a shout out that we are still doing the um, uh, uh, Relayed um, FM um, uh, for St. Jude uh, podcast-a-thon. That's going to be on next Friday, September um, 22nd um, at twitchtv.relayfm. And um, already uh, we've raised $279,949 at the time that I'm recording this. For um, St. Jude, the goal this year is $293,000. So we're getting close. Um, it's a great cause. So um, we'll have links for that uh, in our show notes as well. Um, I, this week, am um, working. Um, I, uh, I'm i going, actually, so I'm going out of town on, I'm going to a bunch of concerts. So I'm going to a concert on Saturday here in Seattle, and then I'm going out of town on Sunday, and I'm going to stay with my friend Aaron for a week. And the reason I'm going out of town, ate it, I want to hang out with her, but primarily because I'm going to see Ben Folds, ben Folds with her next week. So I might be missing the show. We'll see. Um, we'll have to figure out a, a, a recording. Maybe we record a day earlier. But I'm going to see Ben Folds next week. And then we're literally flying from Raleigh to D.C. to see Ben Folds the following night. So um, I'm I'm that person. So that's that's what I'm up to this week. Uh, Bree's, Bree's changing the world. I'm going to concerts. So... <laughs> If uh, if you like this episode, um, you know what to do. Uh, go to your favorite podcast app, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, whatever, and uh, rate and review us. Um, we appreciate all of your support, as I said. Um, and um, you can uh, you can find us online on our various uh, social networks on uh, Relay FM uh, slash Rocket. And uh, we've also got merch at rocket-merch.com if you want to get a shirt, including the more expensive um, uh, uh, Scamtown edition shirt, which is just the same shirt in a different color for $10 more. Kind of like, you know, getting um, uh, an iPhone um, uh, in in a different color. I'm I'm, I'm kidding. Um, That's going to do it for us. This episode of Rocket is terminated. Terminated. Terminated.